Welcome to Second Chance Church with Pastor Derek Aldridge. Good afternoon, everyone. We just want to welcome you to Second Chance Church this morning. It's just good to be in the house of the Lord. God is an awesome God, and he's worthy to be praised. We just thank God for first Sunday of July, and he's allowed us to make it this this far, and we just want to bless his holy name. We want you to share with somebody today, live stream. We hope this, this service is a blessing to you, and we just want to have a word of prayer before we begin our service. Father God, we thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your grace. We thank you for our ministry team that is here today. We ask you to bless those that are at home watching right now. We ask you to be with families, Scott family, uh, especially be with Sister Harriet and Brother Ken Scott. Lord, we ask you to be with Sister Betty Burnett today as she heals. We ask you to touch each and every one of our family members. We ask you to touch those that are streaming live from wherever they might be. And Lord, we just simply praise you for your mercy and your grace. In Jesus' name we praise. Let's get ready to worship the Lord.
man. Amen. Somebody shout, victory today is mine. It's mine. I thank God for the victory today. Just want to make a couple of announcements. We do have a homegoing service on this uh, July 8th, which is going to be Wednesday for Mr. Morris Ruffin. Pray for Harriet and Ken. Uh, Harriet has just lost another, Scott Harriet has just lost another family member. Our heart and our love go out to her. Mr. Morris Ruffin service, the viewing will be Tuesday, July 7th from 12 to 6 p.m. The family hour will be July 8th, Wednesday, July 8th, 10 a.m. Services will be 11 a.m at Moon Funeral Home, and the family is asking that only 30 people be there for a part of that service, amen. Uh, we also, again, want to pay for, pray for Sister Betty Burnett, and then we want to say congratulations to Brother Frank and Hazel Miller, of 56 years of being married, amen, amen. God is good, he's an awesome God. Uh, I also want to uh, let you know that we are serving meals uh, right here in the parking lot at 5.30 for our young people with snacks and everything, just in case they don't have food. And on Tuesdays, we are passing out diapers and masks, and we're also serving boxes of uh, vegetables. So on Tuesdays from 11 to 1, we'll be serving boxes of food with vegetables in it. So anybody who wants to come by and pick up a couple of boxes, you're welcome to come by. Now I have a special presentation I need to make right now. God is so good. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Sister Lana, would you come down here, please? Today I celebrate with Miss Lana 25 years. Amen. God bless you. 25 roses, all different colors. That, that talk about the different things that we've gone through over the 25 years. And I just want to say how special you have been to hang with me these 25, 35, or 40 years. I love you. God bless you. All right. Bless you. All right. God is good. He's worthy to be praised. Amen. I never thought I'd be married 25 years. <laughs> Just thank God for Lana. As we prepare to go into communion now, she has stood by me through good times and hard times. She's been there with all of my children. And so that's when you know you have a true friend. When somebody's with you when times are good and when somebody's hard. And I'm forever grateful. I want you to get prepared to take your communion this morning. It's a sacred time. This is really a reenactment of what Jesus did for us 2,000 years ago. As the choir sings, get your communion together wherever you are.
received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this, this cup is the cup, new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. A man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread or drinks of the cup. For anyone who eats or drinks without recognizing the body of the Lord eats and drinks judgment upon himself. Amen. Shall we pray? Father God, we thank you for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who was hung, bled, died, buried, and resurrected for our sins. So Lord, we say thank you today for Jesus and for his love and for him being able to be willing to sacrifice his life for us. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Take each. This represents his broken body. Drink ye all of it. But this represents the blood that is shed for the remission of all of our sins. Tell the Lord, thank you. Back to Job. Job part four. 
We're going to close out today on Job. Job, the 42nd chapter and the 10th verse. Job, the 42nd chapter and the 10th verse. <coughs> Remember in August now, we have to, we've been marching, we've been protesting. We need to continue the social distance. We need to continue to wear our mask. And we don't need to gather in large groups. Um, the COVID number is steadily rising. And we don't know where it's going to end up if we don't do our part to take care of each other. And this is about all of us taking care of each other. Job, 42nd chapter and the 10th verse. Father, we thank you for this moment and we just ask this word would go out so that some life might be changed, some, some soul might be saved, and you might get your glory. In the blessed name of Jesus, we pray and we give you all the praise. Amen. The scripture says, after Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord made him prosperous again and gave him twice as much as he had before. I want to talk about twice as much. All month long, we've been looking at the life of Job. We've, we've been inspired and learned a lot about Job's dedication, his faith, and also Job's weaknesses. When we began this series, we noticed the thing, that things did not work out as Job planned. You know what is what is like when things don't work out as you planned them? You have all of your hopes and all of your dreams, and then all of a sudden something happens to shatter them. Yeah. One of the things that Job showed is that God would allow you to have setbacks. God removed the hedge and allowed Satan to come in and attack Job. So we watched Job go through a season of loss. And if you have ever been through a season of loss, it can make you wonder if you're ever going to make it back. When you go through situations like Job, they can have long-lasting effects on your life. Job had some tough chapters. Job spent time in some of the chapters of Job doubting God. But the good news is that we're still talking about Job in chapter 42, which means that Job survived. The truth is that when he went through, what he went through in chapter 1 would have taken most of us out. But we give God glory that in chapter 42 that Job is still around. I'm talking to somebody right now that can testify. After all I've been through, I made it to my chapter 42. I wish you would thank God that you're in your chapter 42 right now. I'm in a place right now where God is about to do something to blow my mind. Everything that I've gone through, God is about to do something exceedingly and abundantly more than I can ask or think. I wonder, what is it? What is it that kept Job? and all the chapters of his life. It was because Job had a strong relationship with, with God. Job says in verse 42 and verse five, listen to what he says, my ears have heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Listen to what he says, my ears heard of you. 
heard what somebody said about you. But he said, now my eyes have seen you. Job says, oh, there was a time I heard about you, God. There was a time that I thought my relationship with you was based on what other people said. But based on what I'm going through for myself, it has moved me beyond what I've heard. And I can see clearly for myself now. See, there was a season for all of us where we learned about God through our religion, through our upbringing, through the church we grew up in. And it has its place, and I'm all right with that. So we really learned about God based on what others told us about him. So as a result, we came up believing what somebody else told us about God. So when you listen to someone else tell you about God, then you will put God in a box. And if God is bigger than the box you put him in, then you can't handle it because you were not raised to believe that God can do anything outside of your box. So we limit God's capacity based on how we were raised. But when you've been through some things in your life for yourself, you begin to realize that God is bigger than your ecclesiastical upbringing. God is bigger than the way you were raised. See, you really didn't know God was a healer until you got sick. You really didn't know that God was a rent payer until your rent was due. You really didn't know that God could put gas in your car until you were riding with your gas light on. Somebody can be a witness that I know him for myself. This is all about relationship. Job had a relationship with God before trouble, during trouble, and post trouble. Here's a powerful revelation. Job would not have sustained his relationship with God if he had not declared that I will wait, I will serve God until my change comes. So what Job was saying is that my mind, my, that my mindset will be aligned with my destiny. I, I will not speak based on what I'm going through. I will speak based on what I'm going to. And here we are still talking about Job in chapter 42. And we're still talking about you in chapter 42. You could have tapped out in chapter 1, but you're here in chapter 42. And you have the audacity to tune in this morning to let the world know that even though some of you wrote me off, I'm still here. And God says because you're still here, this thing is going to end better than it started. I tell people all the time, don't hate on people when you see their glory unless you understand their story. There are some people who are streaming in right now that have gone through or are going through some devastating experiences. I mean, really, you would never imagine some of the stuff people have gone through. But they're here to testify that it's part of their story. And I think we ought to take just a moment to give God glory for our stories. Thank you, Lord. Somebody ought to give God glory for your story right now. And I know that this does not make sense to the world because the world wants to know how can you praise God after all you've been through? Well, let me tell you how. We've learned how to thank God for the ups and for the downs. We've learned how to thank God for the bad times and the good times. We've learned how to thank God for the stuff we lost. We've learned how to thank God for the relationships that walked out on us. Because we learned that whatever God took us through was nothing but a setup for a breakthrough up the road. Somebody tell the Lord, thank you. He's not going to let you go through what you've gone through with there not being a blessing on the other side of it. As we unpack Job's life, 
what we want to learn from Job this morning is how he reconciled the areas of his life where he had problems. Because the assault upon Job's life was multi-dimensional, came from many different directions. God allowed Satan to come in and attack Job economically. Job lost everything that he owned. Then God allowed Satan to attack Job domestically because Job's 10 children died and then his wife told him to curse God and die. Then there was an attack on Job's sociology because Job's friends started questioning his behavior. Then there was an attack on Job's psychology because the devil was trying to rob him of his theology, his understanding of God. So chapter 42 is about how Job reconciles the areas of his life that the enemy has attacked. So if we can take a close look at chapter 42, it can help us put situations that we're going through in perspective. If you read chapter one through chapter 41, you will see Job's emotions and his spirit about a variety of things. But one of the first things you'll notice is that Job became distant from God. Here's a faithful man, but yet we find him questioning God. We find him struggling with God. We, we find him speaking out of turn with God. Look at chapter, if you look at chapter 42, verse 1, the Bible says, Then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do all things. No plan of yours can be thwarted. You ask, who is this that absorbs my counsel without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand. In other words, I was just talking out of turn. You have to remember that Job was wealthy and had never experienced trouble in his life. But after he had his crisis, he began to question God. Job says, God, I need to be honest with you right now. I allow my circumstances to cause me to question you. I allow my circumstances to cause me to drift away from you. I don't care how much you love and trust God. I don't care how faithful you are. There will come a time in your life where your faith will be challenged. You will find yourself drifting away from God, wondering why God allowed trouble to come. Not praying or worshiping God like you used to. Always worried. So you spend time vomiting on Facebook or on the telephone talking to your friends about your problem. Job got so angry that he cursed the day he was born. Job says, God, I acknowledge my shortcomings. And, and in verse 6, verse six he, he repents. He says, I despise myself and repent in dusts and ashes. Job says, I got to get back to where I need to be in you, God, because I can't allow Satan to pull me away from you. Some of you take your relationship with God too casual, and when circumstances come, they push you further and further away from God. But you got to get to the point where you declare, Lord, I repent. I'm ready to come back home. I'm ready to be where I used to be. I'm ready to pray like I used to pray. I'm ready to be in church like I used to be in church. I'm ready to sing like I used to sing. I'm ready to praise you like I used to praise you. Lord, I repent for not representing you like I was supposed to represent you. Lord, I repent. Somebody ought to repent today to the Lord. Somebody needs to say, Lord, I'm ready to be reconnected. I'm ready to be wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in your love. I want you to know this morning, I don't care what you've done. 
I don't care what you did last night. It's never too late to reconnect to God. It's never too late. And the first thing you have to do is work your relationship out with God. Before you do anything else, you got to get straight with God. Job said, God, I learned something. I was comfortable in my prosperity, and you allowed me to lose it. So I contemplated stuff. I, I thought about some stuff. I shared some stuff. I said some stuff. I stepped in some stuff. But right now, I repent, and I'm back home, Lord. Lord, it's just you and I. And Lord, you and I, we straight. We're good. I got myself together now. And then once you reconcile with God, then you have to work on your relationship with the people around you. Now remember, it was Job's friends that took it upon themselves to give Job advice. They volunteered information they weren't asked for. God says, in this season, you have to be careful who you listen to. Because Job prayed for his friends. Now I'm using that word friend loosely this morning. Because you have to understand that Job's friends were kind of flaky like some of your friends and some of my friends. You, you got all kind of friends and different categories of friends. So Job prayed for his frenemies. He had friends who doubted him, who accused him, who misused him, who misunderstood him. But rather than become bitter about how they treated him, Job took the high road and prayed for his friends. When you pray for people that have not always done you right, it indicates that the spite and the anger in you has been released. When Job prayed, it was clear that he had released himself from ill feelings and he began to operate at a spiritual level that set the stage for personal blessings. The reason why many of us are stuck and we can never get the blessing to come into our lives is because we're still holding grudges and bitterness and pain and hatred. God cannot bless you until you deal with that kind of stuff. And I know that some of you are saying, sitting at home and reflecting and saying, it was real what happened to me. And I'm not downplaying that what happened to you was not real. I know that you had some pain. I know the pain was real. I know the betrayal was real. I know what they did to you was real. But you have to make a determination that I'm not going to hold on to this and let it prevent me from what God is trying to do in my life. So I release it today. I release it. Somebody needs to release it today. Release Leroy today. Release Sheila today. You need to release some of them negative people in your life today. You need to do something different in your life and you're still holding on to mess that you need to let go of. Somebody needs to say, I'm going to release it today. So when the spite and the anger is released, then the situation is reversed. Job's prayers moved heaven. When Job prayed, it triggered the process of a, a turnaround. You gotta release stuff before the turnaround can happen in your life. See, we're so used to form and fashion, we would come to church and, and the pastor would tell us to turn around five times and God's gonna make something happen in your life. But I found out I don't care how many times you turn around. If you don't release that mess, that hatred, that anger, if you don't release all that you're going through, all you can do is end up dizzy. Tell yourself, release it. Yeah, yeah, release it, yeah. Job's prayers 
triggers a process where God begins to reverse his situation. All God is waiting on you to do this morning is to pray a prayer of release. All God is asking you to do is what Joseph did. Remember Joseph said to his brothers, the thing that you thought evil against me, God meant it for my good. And I'm not holding on to, on to it for another day. When you understand the power of prayer, prayer always has a way of reversing the situation that looks impossible. Somebody listening to you, they prayed, and God paid the bill. Somebody else listening to you, they prayed, and God made a way. Somebody else listening today prayed and God healed a body. Somebody else listening today prayed and God opened the door. I just want you to know when you pray, something happens. We thank God for Job because Job showed us that he prayed for his friends. But there's another thing you need to pray for, and that's God's provision. When you learn how to pray, you'll always leave God better then you can. God says, I'm going to remember how you kept showing up no matter what you were going through. You could have cursed me to my face. So I'm going to remember how faithful Job was. And I just want you to know that God remembered and honors your faithfulness this morning. God says, I remember how you defended me when others didn't believe in me. I remember how you kept on serving, kept on giving, kept on worshiping me. God says, because you made me look good, I'm going to make you look good. God says, I'm about to bring you into a season of significant restoration. My, my, my Bible says in Job 42 and 10, after Job prayed for his friends, the Lord made him prosperous again and gave him twice as much as he had before. God says there's nothing that you've gone through that's going to be wasted. God says, God says that everything that I allow the enemy to take you through, God says you don't need to cry about it another day because you've hung in there, because you've gotten to chapter 42, because you've kept serving me and you've kept worshiping me. God says I'm about to make it up to you. God says I'm a God of restoration and there are some people that are looking that look at your situation and they feel sorry for you and they shake their head and they think it's over for you and they're sitting and thinking, how are you going to rebound from what you're going through? But what you need to do is call them after this service and tell them, don't feel sorry for me because this is my season of restoration and God is about to bring me back. And he's not going to just bring me back. God's going to restore me. Somebody ought to give the Lord some praise. He's going to restore the years that the locust has eaten up. I come to speak in somebody's life today that God is saying that I'm not just going to give you what I gave you when I first blessed you. But God says I'm about to release an anointing of double over your life. God says I'm about to give you double for your trouble. For every tear you cried, for everybody that hated on you, somebody ought to thank God that there's a double anointing that's about to come over your life. I just want you to know this morning that I'm glad that you didn't give up. I'm glad that you survived every chapter. I'm glad that you got into chapter 42 because you were not weary and well-doing, but in due season, God is about to let you reap right now. Somebody ought to give God some praise, so don't wait until the battle is over. You ought to give him, man, if you only knew what
God was about to do in your life, you would be praising him because God is getting ready to bless you better than before. Somebody say better than before. Better than before. Better than before. Better marriage. Better health. Better job. Better family. Better, better, better. I speak better tonight. I speak it over your life. The devil came into Job's life. And the devil thought that Job was going to make God look bad. But the real question is, where's the devil now? The devil attacked this and the devil attacked that. But I want you to know that the devil is under your feet. So you might as well get up and do a victory dance on the devil's head. So you can let the devil know that after all I've been through, I'm still standing and I'm still dancing. And since you made it to chapter 42, everything you do now, God is going to double it up. Everything you pray for, God is going to double it up. Somebody ought to thank God for every chapter in your life. When I used to read, when I used to read this, I would say that God restored Job. But the Holy Spirit said to me this morning that after all that you've been through, restoration is not enough. God says, I'm going to give you more than just all. All is just my baseline. God promised me double for my trouble. I wish I had a witness in here after all the hell I've been through, after all the trials I've been through. God is going to double up your blessings. That's why I'm glad you didn't give up. I'm glad that you kept trusting God. I'm glad that you did what God told you to do. Because there's an anointing of double for everybody listening this morning. I want you to remember verse 12. Verse 12 says, The Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the first. I just want you to know that you've not seen my ladder yet because my latter part shall be greater. So if you heard my former praise and if my former praise got on your nerves, then my latter praise is going to make you think I've lost my mind. Yeah, I, I wish you would just step out of your out, out of yourself this morning and wherever you are in your home, that you would just walk around in your little worship spot and say double. Tell yourself there's double in my house today. There's double in my little room today. There's double in my car today. There's double in my life today. There's double in my family today. Because I made it to verse chapter 42, I can see what God is about to do in my life. And I'm not going to wait until he does it, but I'm going to praise him right now. I don't know about you, but I feel like preaching right now. I told you I'm closing. You know the book of Job. You know the book of Job is really a book of God's arithmetic. You, if you see chapter 1, verse 3, God gave Job a whole lot. That's called addition. Because my Bible says in Matthew 6 and 33 that you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Tell somebody that's addiction. addiction. But I'm not tied to things. Things come and things go. That's why God let the devil come in and take everything from Job. That's why Job says the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Well, that's subtraction. But now we're in chapter 42. We've gone through addiction. We've gone through subtraction. But when the devil took everything from Job, I want you to know that you're in the best season right now. But God says that he's going to give you twice as much. That's multiplication. Because God says, I'm about to.
to multiply. Somebody ought to shout multiply. I dare you to open up your mouth and give God praise. I dare you to open up your mouth and speak of the goodness of God. I dare you to dance on the devil's head. I don't know about you, but I feel like praising him. I feel like giving him glory. Matter of fact, the more the devil took from me, the crazier I'm going to act. The more the devil took from me, the louder I'm going to get. I speak double. I speak double. Here's my word for the week. All of it's back is not enough. I speak double. Too many of us settle. But if I can get, I just, all I want is my old job back. I'm trying to tell you, God is not going to bring you to no baseline. If I can just get back to where I used to be, I'm trying to tell you, God is not bringing you to no baseline. If I can just get my old boo back, I'm telling you, God is not bringing you no baseline. Somebody say, I won't double. I won't double. I won't double. Lord, the Lord says, the Lord gives, and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Somebody tell the Lord, thank you. Lord, bless his holy name today. Thank you, Lord. There may be somebody that doesn't know what's going on. But I bet if Joel could sing a song, this would probably be the song Joel would sing. Somebody tell him thank you. God's been good to me. somebody out there today that doesn't know Jesus as your personal savior so I just want you now regardless of what happened to the music we're not going to let the devil distract us we want you to give your life to God right now Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me and so right now the Bible says if I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. So I want you to think about that today. He's, he's just a wonderful God. about what James Cleveland is singing right now. My life story. My life story. 
Thank you for tuning in to Second Chance Church, The Praise Factory.